0: and welcome to another edition of Talking Tigs. That's right, we are still talking tigs. Uh, we were just messing with you folks. We are still still representing the Tigers. Uh, I'm Scott Gerard, your host, joined as always by Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got quite a few things to get into this week, even though uh, it was a bye week, and looks like we're going to have another unanticipated bye week as the Tigers game against Alabama was postponed. Uh, we'll get into that as well. That actually just happens. Um, but before we we dive in, I want to check in with uh, the co-hosts, see how you guys are doing. I uh, hope you enjoyed your bye week. Uh, anything uh, anything exciting happen? Well, if you didn't enjoy the bye week, good. <laughs>
1: hey, you got a second chance at it, so that's kind of <laughs> fun. Um, not much not much going on here, but good to be back talking with you again. And, uh, you know, there's not much good news to talk about in this podcast, kind of the theme of this year, but here is some good news. We won't lose to Alabama this week. So <laughs> take that with what you will.
2: Yeah, that's true. Two weeks in a row of LSU not losing It hasn't happened yet this year, so we got that one. But it it was a pretty good weekend. Got to watch an exciting uh, Notre Dame-Clemson game. It was better than I expected on Saturday. And then got to see the Saints throttle the Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football, uh, which was pretty good. Oh, that was a Um, a big win for them. Right, so there's that at least. And then with all the news coming out, it's been an exciting Monday and and Tuesday. We pushed the pod back a day to bring you the latest uh, news, uh, which I guess we can get into here.
0: Yeah, I guess we can. I mean, we kind of already touched on it, but the the game against Alabama has been postponed uh, due to a COVID outbreak. I think specifically with the Tigers. Uh, I don't think Alabama really had any any reporting of uh, an outbreak, but that's the case with LSU. And I think at one point when I first we first heard it might be the game might be in flux, I heard they were dangerously close to the fifty three man roster, uh, and I'm guessing they reached or surpassed that and. Uh, you know, uh, LSU and the SEC put out a statement. Um, so I guess LSU didn't have enough guys to fill the roster, but also based on the contact tracing, which is a thing they do now, maybe some of the other people that, you know, around some of these players that did have it probably had to be quarantined. So uh, that push, it probably pushed LSU beyond the 53 man uh, limit to fill the team. Uh, but I mean, I think most people at Tiger stadium, uh, are not going to care too much at all because the, the the likelihood of LSU beating Alabama, even though it was a home game, was uh, kind of slim. I, I think we could all agree. Uh, dodged another bullet, I think, but I, I don't know. They, they said they might look at it, you know, a game later. I would say they, they mentioned December 19th, but LSU already has a game. No, excuse me. They mentioned the 12th, but LSU already has a game. There are actually two other SEC games that were canceled AM and m Tennessee and then Auburn and Mississippi state. Uh, but you know, they can play on the 12th, but LSU already filled up that bye week with a game against Florida that they had to redo. Uh, and so they said, well, LSU can't play that day, obviously uh, maybe the 19th, but that's the day of the SEC championship game. So I don't see how Alabama would want to play that over the, the SEC championship. And I don't see them playing both. And I don't see why in the world they would play that game after the SEC championship. So I don't know guys. I I just, do we really even care if this game is is made up? I mean, do we need it? I don't, I I just don't see it happening. I don't see where they fit it in. Um, Unless, unless I'm missing something, Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, even if you can't, please tell me, I don't know. Do you like Is (laughs) I don't think either team needs this game right? I I feel like Bama kind of
1: needs this game a little bit more than I think they need it more than we do. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Like we're not, we're not, you know, competing for college football birth. So playoff birth. So uh, I do think Bama actually needs this game. Not, not like, or maybe not needs it, but I I bet Nick Saban wants it. I bet he's not happy that it's been canceled because I know LSU is terrible and this year and everybody, you know, everybody's likes to pile on about it, but we're still LSU. It's still an SEC team. And I think that Nick Saban would like to be able to go into a, uh, a playoff committee situation at 10 and O or 11 and 0 after like a, uh, after a SEC championship win. And I think that looks better when compared to uh, compared to like a nine and O or eight and O Ohio state team. So when everything's measuring up, you know, when they're like, I think there's a, there's a big argument that like, Hey, we played three more games than Ohio state. But as you kind of whittle away at those games, eventually you might get down to the same level where Ohio state plays the same games, same amount of games as, as Bama. They look, you know, they look just as good or they, you know, they're as dominant in their conference as Bama is in, in the sec. And I think that could, that could, uh, you know, change the things in seeding. Other than that, yeah, I don't really think it. it's not that consequential. Um, it's disappointing, I guess. But then again, I mean, you can kind of tell. I mean, I almost feel like, uh, you know, it, it's not – I wouldn't say – we're not tanking because it's not – there's no like – that's. there's no equivalent of that in college football. It's not like we're going to get a draft pick or something. But with some of the news that we're going to talk about a little bit later on in this podcast, it does seem like that the program has kind of said, okay, like let's uh, let's put a bow on 2020. You know, we had everything stacked against us to begin with. We lost our entire team going into a normal season. Then, with all the all the uh, trouble with getting games scheduled, is there going to be a season? Is there not? No practice, all that—that that just really put the nail in the coffin. It's time to move forward.
2: Right when the the news broke yesterday that the game was looking unlikely, it was pretty much like, "Yep, that's a it's about right." Uh, kind of just the the next step in the the 2020 saga and just about to be expected for the LSU Tigers at this point. And as an LSU fan, you always want to play Alabama. They're in some sense our kind of self-appointed arrival at this point, even though we're not their biggest rival. Um, but yeah, you, you always, it's always Bama hate week. Uh, last year we won for the first time, in what, like eight years. So that was nice. Um, and it looks like that was probably not going to repeat itself, but I mean, there's always a chance and you, and you want to take that chance and just try and beat the tide. But uh, the the reason it happens, I don't think he really mentioned that the report was that most of the COVID cases were stemming from a Halloween party the evening of the Auburn game. So it seems that some of the LSU players may have come home from Auburn, Alabama, at fresh off the what forty eight to eleven loss, fresh off em-
1: one of the most embarrassing losses since
2: probably since the Troy game. Yeah, and decided to to go out, have some fun, blow some steam off, and then it's uh, come back to, to bite them uh, a second time. So that's kind of embarrassing a little bit, especially since we had that kind of COVID outbreak back in the summer that was saying like from the, the Tiger land stuff. So it, it kind of calls into the question some of the discipline of these people. Like obviously people are allowed to have fun and whatnot, but um, it's just kind of sucks to see it kind of go down that way. So you, you, would you say it calls out, would you say that's a,
1: that's a individual player issue or is that a, is that a program issue? Like you, do you
2: put the blame on coach O? I mean, not? I don't know about coach O, but. I think it leans more towards the, the program because if it took out so many players that were below the roster, it's not just like one or two people here. It's probably 10 plus at this point. Cause I think they said we were around like 65 mm-hmm. scholarship athletes before this week. And then, so that's something like 12 uh, to get, to get taken off. And I think they, the rumor was that like only four players actually tested positive, but the rest were like in contact. So they had to quarantine as well. And that like still counts, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, and then, the other thing was that we only – or Coach O said that T.J. Finley was our only scholarship athlete quarterback who was ready to go, and that's the, the minimum. You have to field one quarterback. So if he would – maybe if something happened to him, that's kind of what took us below. And there's certain limits for all the other positions as well. We don't have those details, but it's uh, unfortunate to see overall.
0: Hmm. Indeed it is. Um, although I – I'll just say this again, though. I think it's um, – <laughs> uh, as far as like, I'm sure Nick Saban wants to play the game, but as far as Alabama needing, you know, like a higher number, like 10 and O versus eight. and No compared to say Ohio state, or let's say even like a six or seven and O USC out of the pack Pac 10 or Pac 12, excuse me. I, I, I don't think it would matter with Alabama. If say, you know, Vanderbilt came up out of the ranks and they went undefeated this year and people were like, what, you know, what is this? i you know, Vanderbilt won the SEC going 10 and 0. I, you know, I think maybe they could use some help like that, but a Nick Saban coached Alabama. I don't think they need any, any sway towards the committee. I think the committee would put them in even if Alabama was like five and 0. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. They, no, they I, mean, I, the Alabama,
1: I think it's a foregone conclusion. They're getting in.
2: Yeah. I mean, it gives Alabama, is it sad as to say a chance to beat a pretty poor team and kind of stuff the record because then that gives them more room if like a tiebreaker situation. It's where like, if they lose one game from now on, they may not get a tiebreaker versus whoever else. I'm not I'm really sure. Cause they beat A&M. Uh, so they would, they would own that one. But, and then also kind of like, if there's another team in the dark horse category, like BYU or Cincinnati, who's we'll say you have like an 11 and no BYU versus like a six and one, Alabama or something like who lost in the SEC championship, that's when things start to get a little bit murky. Yeah, Um, that's true. And then when those other kind of outside teams are like, or if Clemson kind of comes back or spoiler alert, if you didn't know Clemson lost (laughs) uh, as number one, they lost for the first regular season game, like three years uh, to Notre Dame. Um, So like if they came back and won the ACC championship, And then, but there's other like two other undefeated teams. Like, yeah, Clemson's probably getting in ahead of BYU or something, but it still kind of calls into question.
0: Yeah, I think though that the playoff committee has made it known that you know competition. Like, if you do have one loss, like who was it to? When was it? And how'd you look the rest of the year? Mm -hmm. They call that whole. What do they call it? The, The the body of work. Yeah, they call it body of work, but uh, that, I think that's what I'm trying to say. But it's like they they look at each game, and it's like if if they're you know just dominant or they control the, the eye test. I People think always talk yeah, about infamous yeah. eye test. Exactly. I mean, like, yeah, like
2: quality wins, quality losses, yeah. and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, I mean, they look at that, and it's like if Alabama lost last second to Florida on a field goal. I mean that. I mean, does that really diminish what, what Alabama is as a whole, you know, for the whole season? Probably not, but I, I hear what you're saying. We'll let them worry about that way down the line. But as far as Alabama needing this game, I don't think they do, especially like if they can't fit in before the SEC championship game. I just, I just see no point in playing it. I really don't. LSU, maybe, you know, just to, just to have like a really early, basically like a really early bowl game since they probably won't have one. But Alabama, I see no reason for them to play it. And you ask, like, you know, don't say what can go wrong. You know, never ask that because then you'll find out type of thing. But it's like not only are we dealing with that, but it's like what else could happen for Coach O. It's like he already lost, like we've talked about, Jamar Chase. He lost defensive lineman. He had another defensive lineman opt out two weeks ago. Somebody else is hurt. Miles Brennan we're looking at might be out for the season now, not just this game, but the season. So it's like, what else could happen? It's like, I just don't think that LSU is going to get, like, what's the net gain if they play it? I just don't know if there is one.
2: Yeah, I don't really see it getting played unless somehow Alabama, like, loses their last three straight games to where they're, like, mathematically eliminated from the SEC championship, and then they, like, play it the same day as the SEC championship or something. But that's about – I mean, they've got Kentucky still on the schedule, so uh, that's <laughs> a shot in the dark. Uh, the other thing I mentioned to Tommy is if they somehow played, like, a Wednesday game, but I don't mm-hmm. think that would happen, where they went, like, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. But especially with all, like, the health concerns, I don't see them throwing the players out for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think Nick Seguin would agree to it because it's like, that doesn't make any sense for him. That's a situation where, yeah, he doesn't need this game that much. And the thought of playing two games in in four, in like three days, that's just an injury nightmare.
2: And, And the other qualifier is that in all likelihood, it looks like LSU will not be mathematically like eligible for the SEC championship. I think if they were, then they would try and like work something oh. out a little bit better because then like you have to play this game to find out who wins the SEC West. But oh, like, kind of,
1: yeah, that would be man. I, would, I actually wish that was happening because I'd love to see how they figure this out.
2: But since LSU looks like they're they're not in the running, then they're like, all right, Alabama, like you just kind of do your thing, and then we just kind of throw it away. But because if there was a situation where like, LSU and Alabama were like both undefeated, like you would need this game like to be the tiebreaker. Um, but then. Wow, that, just would be, that would be huge! Wait,
1: can, let me think. What,
2: what what would we need to happen? So we're well, we already have three losses. So I don't think it's even possible unless Alabama you know, loses their last three games. Well, every, and our like, one of
1: our losses is to a is to an SEC East opponent.
2: It, does, it doesn't matter. It, Only the overall SEC record counts. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, for the SEC championship.
0: It does, but it doesn't matter because you would need Alabama. Even if you didn't lose that game against, say, Missouri, it's like you, you, you'd, you'd need Alabama to lose three times. Not only that, but you'd need everybody else in the SEC West to lose three times and have the head-to-head over them. Like we wouldn't have the head-to-head over Auburn. We wouldn't have the head-to-head have the head-to-head over, you know. Um, well, I guess everybody else we haven't played yet.
2: Yeah, there there needs to be some math nerd out there with a spreadsheet who can crunch these numbers for us. Yes.
1: Man, I just want to, I just want to, I wish that we were in a, in a scenario where, like, that, that, would like, it's not going to come into play, but I wish it could. That'd be kind of funny. Like, I'd mm-hmm. love to watch, I'd love to watch, like, people, like, try to figure out how to, like, I guess, I guess somebody, I guess it'd just be like the old BCS system where somebody gets screwed. That's just what they'd have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, they wouldn't, I don't think they would, Uh, I don't think they would do some sort of random creative thing. I think they just say, sorry, you're screwed. You're not going to the game. You're not going to the championship.
0: Or what they could do is just push the SEC game back a week.
2: Yeah. So what day is the SEC championship supposed to be right now? Isn't December like 19th or something? Yeah, it's the 19th. Because then if you push it back a week, seven days after the 19th is the 26th. And I think that's after the bowl games are supposed to start. And I don't know if they want to play like – Christmas from the day after Christmas. Not that that really matters. I think they're having balls on. Christmas.
0: Right. Who knows? Well, we don't have. To, I don't think we have to worry about
2: it. <laughs> something,
0: something that I,
1: something. Me and Dave were talking about there, That I think, I think needs to be brought up more. Like, what if instead of canceling these games because of the like the fifty-three man threshold or whatever, what if LSU just drafted, you know, students? Who were able? Who were able-bodied?
2: You know, able-bodied men. I'm sure there was a ton of high school football players who were like pretty good. Yeah,
1: like. you, you could feel. You could. I mean, don't you think there there are? Let's just say it's like 20 of LSU's players that need to be quarantined. Don't you think there are 20 guys who played high school football at a decent level?
2: I mean, you see them out on the quad, like
1: yeah, they're throwing some the ball stuff. around. We see them when we go to the UREC. like you know, they're, they're tossing the pigskin. Why don't we put them on? Put them on the field. Or no, don't put them on the field. Put them on the sideline. Dress them out. It's the it'd be their dream, and then you get to get this game made out.
0: Yeah, Rudy, Rudy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you know, seriously. You, I mean, there's a lot of uh, good flag football players. I mean, we I, I played against them. I I went to a small school, but you know, you they have like these flag football competitions where you know ultimately you end up playing in like a huge tournament, at least in the state. Uh, But I mean, there's a lot of good players. It's not guys that necessarily that, you know, were really good in high school, because I would think most of them are playing, but maybe some guys that just dabbled in football, they're just good athletes uh, that, you know, maybe ended up winning the baseball route, but they're still good at football somehow. Yeah, I hear you. They could build a team that way. Uh, I don't think they're thinking outside the box like that, Tommy. They should probably have you on as an analyst Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, they just cut a bunch of analyst positions. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, (laughs) That'd be kind of bad if they brought me on as an analyst and I got immediately fired.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Um, But I I don't know. I I think, um, yeah, it it would be interesting to see him try and figure it out. It's like some sort of weird scheduling Rubik's Cube, but I just I don't see them needing to go there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe even some other conference, you know, um, like Wisconsin. I know they, you know, they had two big games. Like they had to cancel Nebraska, and then they canceled this past week also. So there's two games that they have, out. Like what if Wisconsin goes undefeated, but like they only played five games compared to everyone else's eight? You know, it's like they it have some, they have something to figure out possibly. But uh, I just don't think the SEC especially.
1: Like, well, imagine, imagine if like, I assume Wisconsin is going to play Ohio State, right?
2: Yeah, they're in the same uh,
1: division. Okay, so I
2: think, oh no, they're the opposite division yeah, they usually, they usually play them in, the,
1: in, in the championship. Yeah. Okay, well, I was gonna say, imagine if like they they played and uh and they went undefeated and beat Ohio State, they were what they were Ohio State's one loss, but Ohio State played you know eight games and went seven and one, but in Ohio and and uh Wisconsin went like five and oh,
0: <laughs> right? I know then the playoff would have a very weird scenario on their hands one they'd probably never see again but still yeah Um, I don't know it'll be interesting to see how all that stuff plays out and it'll be interesting to see you know how how far they would drop Clemson and you know bump up Notre Dame after that game um but as far as uh you know as far as this this game coming up and stuff like that it's I don't know um I'm wondering if it's going to extend into the week after too, because these guys have to quarantine for 14 days. So I don't know when they made that call or like when they made this discovery, but that would like if they had to quarantine for 14 days, I would put them out for two games. Correct. Well,
2: they they said that it was from the the party the night of the Auburn game, so this Saturday would be 14 days okay. if they trace it back to then. I don't know when they identified it. I think they they do testing pretty often, so they might have they called test it,
1: every day. So they
2: might have called it Sunday or Monday of last week. So I would hopefully it would be the time would be up pretty soon after the supposed Bama game and then they would be good to go. Okay. But, but yeah, you're right. It is kind of a bit dicey. But Nick Saban tested and like like
1: was like not good to go for a Saturday game and then tested like three times and was like okay I'm good and then coached the game. Like yeah. how come how come he can do that? But we have we have people in quarantine for fourteen days and then like. If Saturday is the day, like, why can't we play?
2: I think it has to do with, like, the contact tracing thing where, like, Nick Saban's was, like, out of the blue. Like, he just tested positive. He, like, he didn't test positive, and he said, I had been with these other guys. But the LSU thing is, like, yeah, we were all together at this party, and then they're like, yeah, you have to quarantine, like, in this type of situation. Well, they also said Saban,
0: they, they also thought Saban's positive was a false positive the first time because he tested immediately right after it and was negative. And like you said, game day, they had, I think, two or oh, three tests and they were all negative. So it just proved that, uh, you know, he possibly didn't have it. I think that was what the issue was. Um, mm-hmm. But cause it was such a short timeline anyway. Um, I don't know. I'm so, so over, so over COVID <laughs> anyway. Um, but I mean, that's not the only thing that's affecting the Tigers. It's uh, you know, it's, it's other stuff too. It's, it's injuries. Um, you know, we thought this week would have been a good, good week to, get get better get some guys uh, you know healthy get them to work on stuff but uh one of the ones that was in question was Miles Brennan would he would he or would he not play uh turns out he was not going to play but they're also saying he may not play for the rest of the season which you know is news it's that's new news to us you know news to me for sure because they, they've never really said what it was. They just said lower body injury, lower leg injury, maybe, but they haven't really specified, right? So it's just, it's weird how this thing has gone from, uh, he might be out a couple of weeks, uh, maybe four. You know what? I think we lost him for the season. So do you think they're like, there's something really bad here that they're not telling us? Or maybe they're just trying to save Miles Brennan for next year? Do you guys got any thoughts on this?
1: I think it's. I think it's kind of a um I think half of it is. And I, I heard, and I don't know where I got where I heard this from. I had heard it was like a an abdominal well, something on his
2: side. Well, yeah, because the initial reports was that it was like a lower body. They didn't say what it was, yeah. and then that was like right after the Missouri game. Like a week later, people were saying like a torn like muscle in his like lower side. And then, but they've kind of walked that back and now it's just back to abdominal injury. So they haven't even really specified,
1: you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if you got, I think we said, I think we said this earlier, but remember like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a spleen or something. Cause that's, that's a thing that can nag. And it's actually like, it's pretty dangerous to Mm -hmm. where like, if you, it's like, if you get hit the wrong way, it can like rupture your spleen. Is that Right.
0: Yeah. It, well, I mean, if, if, like, if your spleen or your appendix, like, just burst all of a sudden, you wouldn't think much of it, but it's like because they handle toxins or there's, uh-huh. there's something in the organs themselves to where if they were just released into the body all at once, it could be fatal. Yeah. So, like you said, yeah, if something happened immediately to it, like a very acute issue, uh, yeah, that could be very serious um, if that's what it is.
1: And I could see where, if it's, because I remember, um, we had a guy in high school. Well, Benjamin, Daniel's brother, he had something like that.
2: Yeah, my my brother got it was, kidney. It was in his kidney. That like, was a kidney, yeah, in the, the back side, and then it caused some like kind of internal bleeding. Thankfully, it wasn't too serious, but he was out a couple weeks, and they had to wear a special kind of like lower body, like abdominal pads after that to prevent like a recurring injury. And
1: then we had another guy from your class who uh, who had the same kind of thing, but um where he was out and he had to wear the pad or whatever but i could see where if it's something and and you gotta also imagine like defensive players in the sec are hitting a little bit harder than uh kids in the mais so (laughs) i could see where if it's something like that and then you look at this season you're like hey we're barely even bowl eligible and we're gonna have to cancel this game because of covid so now we're down to like you know what eight total games or you know maybe nine games i could see where they're just like you know what shut them down let's move on to next year um you know we'll see what happens don't want it like it's not worth you know it's not worth uh miles getting hurt maybe maybe he's saying coach i'm coming back you know like i've got unfinished business this is not the way i wanted to go out like uh, most of the stuff was beyond my control um you know, I think that uh I think it makes sense.
2: Yeah, and then another thing is, like, what if they do shut Miles down, and then either T.J. Finley or Max Johnson or someone goes on and actually plays pretty well, like the rest of the season, and kind of moves the program in a positive direction? Like, what are they going to be looking at for next year? Like, is Miles Brennan saying like? I want to commit to stay and come back and probably fight another quarterback battle to get this job back that I've been waiting on for three years against a younger guy. Or like, does he want to does move he? on to the NFL? And at this point you can't really go to the NFL with playing whatever five games or even less. And or like, does he transfer and try and go somewhere else? I mean, it's a, it's a tough situation. Plus, we got another talented quarterback coming in who I would think would want to challenge for a job. And so, I all kind of a problem.
1: I do, I do think maybe maybe something to watch for Miles bringing to the transfer portal. Kind of reminds me of um, a little bit about the of the Derek King situation. You know, where it's like now, uh, I don't know if Miles, you know, Miles might not be as highly touted as Derek King, but you know, he's a guy who kind of bided his time wanted to play and, and kind of have his, have his role and it never really got it the way he wanted and then uh, kind of sat out the rest of the you know was was off to a decent start and then battled a little bit of injury and just decided to sit out for his entire year and, and say like you know what i want i want a fresh start for my for my last year to really show what i can do
0: yeah, yeah and he's doing it down in miami yeah, yeah exactly
2: one thing I was a bit interested in to see was what else you would have done against Alabama this week. Um, mm-hmm. as far as the quarterback situation with TJ Finley being the only guy available. because um, like who would be his backup, or like what if he got hurt? And then some people were saying that Zach von Rosenberg, the punter, was taking snaps in practice, like a scout team. He actually he was a minor league pitcher for a while, so he's got an arm. Um and then other people online were saying that John Trey Kirkland, the wide receiver, He actually played quarterback for three seasons in high school for Lutcher. Um, I think he won two state championships with him. So they were saying the LSU should run kind of a Navy, like triple option with John Trey Kirkland as the quarterback and like two, like, Ty Davis-Price and John Emory in the backfield or something. That'd be kind of exciting. I was saying, like, what if LSU just brought out the the crazy
0: schemes? A little, ga-
1: uh, little gadget plays.
0: The- oh, they would totally need it. That's what Missouri did against us, and guess what? It worked. True. C- catch Bama by surprise. Like, they've never seen Josh Trey Kirkland
2: take a snap at quarterback, and then he runs over him. It's kind of a pipe dream now at this point. but Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, well,
1: we can uh, but, still reenacted on NCAA.
0: Yeah, but uh, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. Like you said, it, if TJ's the only quarterback – Yeah, they were going through some other players but I remember last season they were using John Trey Kirkland as like on the scout team you know uh, I don't know if it was against anyone specific I think it might have been Oklahoma you know they were trying to get him ready for for Jalen Hurts or or I might have used him for Florida Florida. I think he was Emory Jones yeah
2: because Kyle Trask is that passing quarterback and then they would sub in Emory Jones kind of as their runner Mm -hmm. and I think he's kind of faded away a little bit this year as Trask has played well but yeah they still kind of mix it in a little
0: yeah uh but i mean we we're not going to see that this week obviously um we'll see about the following week but um yeah i mean they're thin i mean if they have to they have to pull guys from different position groups to fill out a quarterback room uh, i don't know it's like uh yeah maybe maybe they should just i don't know maybe do we need rest- cancel <laughs> do we need the rest of the season at this point I, I don't think fans would be too terribly upset if LSU just pulled the plug. I don't think they will. But, I mean, would you guys be upset if LSU just said, you know what, with all that's happened this year already, I don't know.
1: I will say, like, I think this, this year has been a, a big disappointment, not, like, not even counting what's been on the field. Like, it's just – it's really sad to see um, what our leaders and – uh you know the people who who run all pretty much everything have done um to college football and you know i don't I, I really hope it comes back i don't know if i don't know if it can necessarily recover from from the amount of damage that's been done to just the atmosphere the energy the you know the the, the way we all go about it because Walking to Tigers, you know, I, I I kind of agree with you, Scott. Like, I, as much as a big LSU fan as I am, I don't know if I would be that um, sad to see, sad to not walk to an LSU game with no one on campus, no tailgates, no people, no energy at all. Like, it's not, it doesn't. I don't, to me, it doesn't even count. Like, this year hasn't really counted as much. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. do you feel that way, Daniel? What do you think?
2: Yeah, it's all just it seems like it's been. It, a bit It feels of like lush. it's like minor league or
1: like. You know what it is? I'm, go ahead, Dana. Well, I
2: was going to say we, we'd probably be eating our words if LSU somehow came back with a vengeance and was just running people over. We would be calling this like a legitimate season entirely. Um, so it's kind of hard to have your cake and eat it too there. I don't uh, know. I like think, Alabama, they're saying this is a legit season for them, and we're kind of just complaining because we're losing.
1: No, I, was, I don't. This For me, this is not about the losing. Like I can take the losing. For me, this is about how – at, at Alabama, at the Notre Dame game, at the, at the Auburn game, you know, they've got, they've got the stands, you know, dang near packed. And I've seen, you know, I've seen tailgates on TV. I've seen all this stuff. And we're sitting there twiddling our thumbs, you know, it, to me, to me this season, it reminds me of that scene from, uh, interstellar when they go watch the Yankees, you know what I'm talking about? Where, it's Matthew McConaughey and his his dad and his his daughter who is Jessica Chastain or whatever. They go watch like prof- they go watch Major League Baseball, but it's like a weird bootlegged version where like it's like terrible players. They're playing it like basically a little like what I what we played at, at a little league field. You know, it's like that size. It's like, um, it, it's like an alternate reality. It's like an alternate reality. Well, it's because like the something happened, you know, in the in the Interstellar movie, something happened to the war, Earth and like the population lost. They lost the pop. I don't know. Something happened, and the point is, is that like it, like the the grandfather's like, man, I remember when I used. to, I remember when they used to actually have baseball players. Like we, you, you know,
0: you, what do you call these baseball players? right right and then they didn't they had to cut it short because some big dust ball was yeah coming? the
1: dust ball came in yeah they, they cut it. the game yeah. short but yeah they're playing it's like the Yankees playing the Red Sox but they look like you know it looks it, it, it's just a joke and I know TV, well
0: it's yeah no I I, I feel you and I, I feel like it's it could only I mean we'll see where we're at two weeks from now you know either it's gonna be better or it's gonna be like this week or or worse. And it's like, it's not like they can barely fill out a 53 man roster. It's just, you know, uh there's just, it's, it's just all over the place. We don't even know who, how to contact trace all this and just, uh, yeah, I, I just don't know. And plus, you know, it's, it's not, it'd be one thing if it would, it would be one thing if it was just happening in Baton Rouge, but it happened with two other schools, you know? Um, I think it was, I think it was A&M was the other one. And I don't know if it was Auburn or uh Auburn Mississippi State game
2: got canceled. I'm not sure which team yeah. had the the covid, but yeah, the right. A&M Tennessee game got canceled as well.
0: Yeah. And and, Ar- and right. Arkansas's
2: coach can't coach because he has covid. But
0: right? So it's just like yeah, this season you just go whatever happens happens. But, you know, another part of me is saying, I don't know. It's like uh at some point do we do we need to keep doing it if players get hurt or keep dropping out or opt out for the rest of the season. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's just totally weird that, and you know, there's all this other, you know, off the field stuff that, that could happen also that, you know, it's part of any season really, but you know, you just in the year of 2020, you just, you just don't know. Um, I mean, speaking of that, actually LSU did have somewhat of an off the field situation um, dealing with uh, wide receiver coin Moore. Uh, it started when he put out, I believe it was a, was it Instagram? It was a Twitter. T- it was a Twitter. tweet
2: Sorry. and it was like a graphic and that had a, a long kind of blurb on it.
0: Yeah. Right. And so in that he detailed a, I guess an encounter with uh, with law enforcement officials where he repeatedly said he felt assaulted because uh, they, they thought he had a gun and they kept asking where the gun was and, all these, all these, I don't know, the the whole situation. You can go check out his his Twitter. They they supposedly
2: pulled guns on him, like even though he was like trying to like... Cooperate. Yeah, cooperate or whatever.
0: Yeah, so that was his statement. Cocho and Scott were both put out a statement kind of just, you know, supporting that, but kind of, you know, let's get the facts and let's, you know, we should be treating each other. Yeah, just your kind of typical... statement. the right thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know, I... I don't know if there's video evidence of this, of this uh, occurrence, but I, I don't know. I I, I don't have a reason to doubt him and his version of things, but I I just, I don't know what, I mean, that was, I was kind of the end of it, right? I mean, he, yeah. So the,
2: the, the three policemen that were involved, they've all been put on leave by PR, uh, Baton Rouge police department and apparently they have body cam footage, but they're not releasing it to the public because they're using it in the investigation. Um, and then so Sharon Weston-Broom, the mayor of Baton Rouge, she's like on the case. She was tweeting today, um, looking into it, and then so the, the public probably won't know anything for a little while, I would guess, as they kind of go on uh, involved with this, but you you think probably something happened because he wouldn't have just made this up. I mean, people make up stories before, but I, I would really doubt that, And but I'm not really kind of sure. The other report was that the reason the police were called was because the security guard at this apartment complex near LSU was reporting a big party. He said 200 people on top of uh, the apartment or the the parking garage where he's the security guard at, at two in the morning. Um, and then by the time the police there, there was no party. There was nobody there, which is kind of confusing. And they don't say where or when they ran into Coy Moore, which is kind of another wrinkle, like, was he standing on top of the parking garage, or was he just like walking on the street? I don't really know. And then, like, kind of what led to them being in the situation where they're pointing a gun at this guy, which um, that's a terrible situation. And so, we, yeah. we we really don't know all the details, but I imagine it'll some stuff will come out eventually.
0: But it's just kind of weird. Yeah, like, and I I, you would think there would have to be a reason for them to approach him, asking him where the gun was. So I'm wondering if there was like a separate call made and maybe there was just some sort of confusion in the you know identifying the suspect they're looking for or if someone told them specifically hey he has a gun but obviously he didn't um and luckily the thing just kind of died down but i you know i understand he has transgressions but yeah it's i i this part of that story doesn't make sense like you said there was a party of 200 people and it dispersed before the cops got there when does that ever happen <laughs> never even like you know you still see people lingering around and the cops show up and they just leave. Some are even running into the woods, or at least, you know, for my college days. But um uh, yeah, there's just too many too many details left out for us to really I guess make too much about it. Like you said, we'll we'll see more when it comes out. Just a weird situation, but you said the the officers were put on leave. That's probably just standard procedure, but I mean uh i guess they're looking through the footage so it so it did happen like he wouldn't just put this out there
1: no i mean i think i think that it's been at least documented that something
2: happened yeah i don't think it's like a jesse smollett instance where the guy (laughs) just like makes something up just being crazy yeah like they wouldn't they wouldn't put the officers on leave if nothing happened
0: yeah exactly well uh, i guess we'll keep an eye on that and uh report back as it uh as more becomes clear but um you know, moving on uh, because I know LSU had this week off, but there there were some other games I didn't get to see the Notre Dame Clemson game, which actually went into double overtime. Notre Dame won, knocked Clemson off its perch. They were without Trevor Lawrence, so I, I don't know. You maybe you guys can can comment on uh, you know if you thought that really would have made much of a difference, but it kind of does shake up the you know the, I guess the playoff race just a little bit. I, I don't know if that would knock them down say past number 4 on the playoff list, you know, because of that close loss and double overtime. Um cuz maybe the playoff committee would be forgiving, but uh you know, since you guys had a chance to watch it, uh I mean, I heard it was it was a good game, yeah?
2: Yeah, it was entertaining. Um <clears throat> DJ Uyangale, uh Clemson's backup freshman, he played pretty well for a freshman. He had 400 something yards passing. Um you it was kind of a sneaky 400 because like the game went into double overtime and he had some kind of big plays. I think Clemson would have won if they had Trevor Lawrence, but Notre Dame put up a better fight than I was expecting because they had had some kind of close calls earlier in the season. Um, and it kind of sucks for Clemson to, to go down in this manner without your, your star quarterback. But I think the committee will recognize that. They're only at number four. They only dropped to number four in the rankings right now. So they're still in a good position. They control their own destiny probably because they'll meet Notre Dame in the playoff, but Overall, it was, a, it was a good matchup. Or in the ACC championship, you mean? Yeah, the ACC yeah. championship, excuse me.
1: Um, And maybe the playoff as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was – I, I mean, it was a, It was one of the – I think it was the best game of the season so far. Yeah, because the football.
2: Alabama-Georgia game was kind of hyped up, but then Alabama pulled away from it.
1: Yeah. Um, it was really exciting. Uh, You know, I've I've always been – I'm always skeptical of Notre Dame. It seems like they're always kind of just a letdown machine. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, oh, man, this is the year. But uh, the <laughs> last time it was their year, they lost by like 50 points in the national championship to Bama. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I agree. I think that if Trevor Lawrence is on the field, I feel like Clemson wins that game by like 10. Um, it, you could just tell that like DJ, he put, you know, he he did well, but it just wasn't as smooth as when Trevor Lawrence is there operating. And you could tell that um, they really, really focused on, uh etn yeah, because he was like you know he without trevor lawrence on the field like he is you know he he is a what 70 percent of their offense so it kind of took him a while to he wasn't as explosive as he normally is i feel like um still had a great game though still played well but um i think that without trevor lawrence as a, i mean that's a huge you know hurt to to clemson uh but notre dame looked really good as well and um you know, it was exciting. Uh It was cool to see them win.
2: Yeah. And then the other kind of big game of the weekend Florida versus Georgia, Florida helped themselves out a whole lot in their playoff hopes. I'm sorry about that one, Scott. Now uh, the dogs, they had two quarterbacks, which equaled out to zero quarterbacks for in uh, Stetson Bennett and DeJuan Mathis. Yeah, Dewan Mathis did not look,
1: did not look great. Um, I mean, I, I don't think Stetson Bennett looked much better, but yeah, people were saying he might have been the answer that Georgia was looking for, but I don't. I don't think he was.
0: Nope, apparently not.
1: And, and where's JT Daniels?
2: Yeah, people are saying he's got to be hurt still or something. Because yeah,
1: because like he was like the guy who was. If you, I remember when JT Daniels transferred to Georgia, people were saying, "Oh, he's gonna beat the Wake Forest guy."
2: Well, the thing was, he blew out his ACL at USC, yeah, and that was before last season. Um, and, and what's his name? Uh, Keaton Slovis yeah, took, he over. took over. But so at this point it's been like an 18 month recovery, which in, is not unfathomable, but in today's sports medicine, usually people are back from an ACL in like nine to 12 it's like months. Eight, eight, yeah. Eight to 12. Is so people are saying like, maybe there was some kind of complication in his recovery or just like it was worse than anticipated. Um, so that's why he's not seeing the field because Florida, uh, looked miserable on offense against – or not Florida, excuse me. Georgia looked miserable on offense against the Florida defense that's given up a lot of points this year. Um, and But Florida, yeah, they control their own destiny as well, probably meeting Bama in the SEC championship. Yuck. Uh, and so go Gators, I guess.
0: <laughs> Unless, Salish, you can knock him off. That's true.
1: I wish. But,
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I hate I hate seeing them compare Kyle Trask to
1: Burrow too. Have you seen that? People are saying, you know, oh, he's – he he's kind of ha- just shining out his his senior year. He's going to be the, the top rated draft pick and win the Heisman uh, and
0: everything. Just no, just just stop it. Keep that name
1: out of your mouth when you talk about when you talk about right. Kyle Trask.
0: Totally different, but <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like Florida's going to probably go on to take the East and probably meet Bama in the the SEC title game. I I don't know. I mean, if that was the case. I think I would probably lean towards Bama, but you never know. I mean, Bama's susceptible in the SEC championship game, as we've seen. But uh, I don't know. Um, that still remains to be seen because Florida could, uh, you know, it's they still have a few games left to play, including LSU. Um, but anyway, um, I don't know. It's I mean, that kind of leaves us out of part of a segment to talk about this week because, you know, LSU is not going to be playing uh, Alabama this week. So, I mean, uh, in lieu of that, I mean, is there, was there some other game this week that maybe, you know, could have, uh, that maybe we had our eye on that. Yeah,
2: there's not really too much. Um, they got uh, college game day. and There's so little selection college game day is going to a golf tournament. They're going to Augusta for the the masters. I'm not really sure how that's going to go down. It'll be kind of cool to see, I guess I'm set up there. Uh but yeah, like you said, there's not much football going on. They got Miami versus Virginia Tech, which might be okay. Um, Ohio State versus Maryland in the afternoon. Ohio State playing well. Maryland actually is playing better the past couple of weeks with uh Talia Tagavailoa. Yeah, so, they look good. So some people are thinking this might be Ohio State's like once a year, like random, really close game. Mm-hmm. Uh Maryland, I remember it was two years ago that Maryland that Ohio State squeaked by Maryland like in double overtime or something, and that kept their, their season alive. It was also it was also last year that you were very high on Maryland. <laughs> oh yeah, Maryland started the season like two and zero. I thought they were amazing, and then like they finished like four and eight after that. <laughs> I was like, they're so good. We lost a few bucks on Maryland. <laughs> they, yeah, Mike Loxley, their head coach, is a former Alabama guy, and he had him going. But that's then, how yeah. he pulled two. I mean, uh, Talia. Right.
0: Yeah. All right. Do they still have Matt Canada? I don't think I know. He went there. there. He was like the interim coach once they got rid of the head guy at Maryland because of, you know, cause he his uh,
1: players.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but then Matt Canada took over. I just didn't know if he was still there in like a, any sort of offensive capacity. I
1: don't think he is, but uh, I'll look it up.
0: Um,
2: yeah. And then, um, after that, there's not really too much. You got Oregon playing Washington state on a night game on Fox. That might be good. Oregon actually looked pretty, pretty good last week. Um, as the Pac-12 got underway. The Pac-12's already had to cancel a lot of their games, which they left no space open for a replacement. So there's going to be a lot of Pac-12 teams who might finish playing only like four or five games, which is kind of too bad for them. But now LSU's kind of in the same boat. So overall, kind of a bit of a down week for the college football. Hopefully the Tigers will get back on the field next one against Arkansas, I believe.
0: True. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, yeah,
1: I'll we'll say just, just so you know, Matt Canada. Is the quarterbacks coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but also doesn't he look like an older Joe Brady? He, like he looks like Joe Brady in like fifteen years. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Anyways,
0: just Anyways. Thought I'd leave that there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so, in a you know, now that that's we've kind of covered the football, I did want to uh, briefly mention since um, LSU basketball is pressing forwards. Uh, looks like basketball in general is going to continue in the sec uh, without really doing anything last year, but uh, they just announced their schedule and they've got a lot of games, uh, some starting at home, but they, um, I don't know. There's still some, some marquee games. I know they're in a tournament where the, uh, I don't think all the, the, the teams are announced. That's uh, some tournament in Nebraska in, um, uh, in November this, this month, actually, I guess, uh, right after Thanksgiving, but, um, they will start it off at home against La Tech and then, you know, play a, a really small non-conference schedule, but then they will, including VCU, which is, I think where Will Wade used to coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, they'll pick it up, starting at home against Texas A&M on December 29th. Uh, and then they will continue on with, um, I guess it's like uh, it'll be a 27 game schedule, 14 home games. And uh, then uh, I guess they're anticipating on a the usual March madness uh, schedule of games, you know, the sec tournament. And then they will, I guess, do the, the tournament after that, uh, which would put them back on pace. Uh, so, so there's that. I don't know if you guys had a chance to look it over if you, uh, if you saw that, but I mean,
2: yeah, it looks good. Um, obviously the, non-conference games a little bit fewer um but fun to play two kind of in-state schools with Louisiana Tech and UNO coming to town as well as VCU I guess kind of the grudge match for a little Wade uh and so yeah kind of yeah. hopes generally I would say are high for the Tigers this year I think we were ranked a little bit higher last year I think we we're like number 18 in the preseason mm-hmm. but we're um in the AP poll number 26 just outside the top 25 uh so reasonable hopes for for LSU and so maybe we can at least play the SEC championship and March Madness this year. Although from as far as I'm aware, they haven't said anything about whether there's going to be like fans at the home games or anything like that, which um, is kind of bad if they're pushing it away at this point, but um, hopefully some at least.
0: Yeah. I mean, they have literally three weeks to figure that out. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, the SEC is right on top of it kind of like they were with the football schedules in the games and all that. I don't know if they do go to some sort of limited capacity. Hopefully they move uh, they move all of our cardboard cutouts into the, the PMAX center so I can so you, so Scott, you can, can be there see, <laughs> yeah, So I can see some basketball games. Um, that, that cardboard cutout will see more more action than I ever have. Um, I'm really
1: disappointed in LSU and the cardboard cutout cuz they they've never sent me a picture of the cutout to prove that they put it in there. Like I want some I want proof of life. I want them to go stand with a with an advocate today's advocate and stand next to your cardboard cutout and prove that it is sitting there.
2: What if you could get like the deluxe cardboard cutout package where they would like strap a GoPro to the front of it oh, that'd so be like cool. you could like live stream the game from the eyes of the cardboard cutout.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. At first when you said deluxe I was thinking what are they going to put the the Cardboard up in the box seats, (laughs) but but I like your idea better. I like your idea better, yeah. That'd be somewhat interactive, you know. I'm like, who wouldn't pay to have that view of the stadium, uh, at least for you know one game just to check it out, uh, you know, or at least pay extra, maybe. Uh, I don't know, I might.
1: I think I, I, what if, what if you could buy like for like maybe what, probably like four or five hundred dollars? You get the cardboard cutout that stands on the (laughs) sideline
2: for the season. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hmm. They strap. They strap the board for the play call to your cardboard cutouts hands. You get to. You be a cardboard cutout coach. (laughs) Like yeah, the guest play caller for like they bring out once a game.
1: That's like a Daniel. Do you remember at River Oaks, our high school? uh, They used to auction like every day, every year at the auction. Like the auction was like how we funded our entire school, and uh, one of the like highest bid auction items was to be able to call the first play of the homecoming game. You remember that? Yeah. So like a mom would win it. I remember, uh, Ms. McGregor, one of our, one of my friends' moms won it. And so like, she called the first play of the, of like the homecoming game. I think it was like a toss dive or something, but.
0: <laughs> right. That's kind of funny.
1: funny. Like what, how much would you pay Scott? How much would you pay to call the first, first play of like the, the, uh, like the LSU Bama game of 2021? Ooh. How much do you think that would go for, too?
0: I, I don't know. I think if you auctioned it off, that would go for thousands of dollars. I yeah, I agree. And then you'd have someone call like a double reverse flea, flea. I mean, it, come on! Why would you just hand off? To, oh no! Yeah, you don't. You don't do like a to run uh, fake
2: fake kneel or something like yeah. that, or like kick like an eighty yard field goal.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm starting off with a a, a fake you know a, a fake kickoff or like a fake punt, even if it's first down. I'm fake punting it <laughs> just just to try something different. Or uh, you know, I'd try an onside kick to kick off the game, like Sean Payton did in the Super Bowl. Uh, that's what I would do. But um, yeah, no, what even whatever it is, you, you'd have to make a mark, right? Like if you had the play call, you wouldn't just waste it on a toss yeah. dive, right?
1: You do read option something. I actually think I actually think one year, one year the person like won the play call and they did a a, a hook and ladder. And that's
0: just kind of cool. Yeah, that's a, that's what you should do. Something fun. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so I don't know. We that, that kind of covers a lot there. Do we have a we have something else that you guys wanted to? Uh, the only other news was- that I had
2: was LSU picked up uh, one commitment this past week for their twenty twenty one football class. Even with everything else bad going on. <laughs> um, Yeah, with a safety Derek Davis out of Pittsburgh, Derek Davis Jr. to be exact. But uh, yeah, he's the number two safety in the country. And that comes one week after Sage Ryan, the number one safety in the country committed LSU. So uh, we might have a one two punch in the secondary, which would be great, um, since it's been lacking a little bit this year. But yeah, I think that takes us up to 22 commitments for 2021, so not a lot of spots left for the five stars that we were hoping to get, which is the one of these downsides, although he is a good player in his own right.
0: Yeah, and we need the safety help. I remember it was a couple of years ago Coach O said, D-line, we need D-line, that's what we're going after. So uh, he's obviously going after secondary now, specifically safeties, which we also definitely need. Uh, I feel like we really miss Grant Delpit's in his, you know, I guess, experience, leadership yeah. back there. Uh, I mean, when he was there, I don't remember guys ever being like wide open so much, so consistently like they have been this year. Just, you know, home run play after home run play, which is just not typical. It's one thing, if you know, if you beat LSU through the air, but just guys wide open that much, just running to the end zone with nobody in front of them is – very, uh, very un, un-DBU. It's untypical for DBU. Well,
1: I mean, Delpit was, Delpit was the guy who, you know, made that hustle play against Auburn who kind of saved our season. Um, if you remember, uh, when, maybe it was Seth Williams, one of the Auburn players ran off against us and was, looked like he was going like, to easily walk into the inside and Grant Delpit comes out of nowhere and trips him like right at like the one yard line. And then we end up stop, uh, stopping them like four downs a, or three downs in a row and they kick a field goal. And, you know, that was, a, that was probably our closest game of the year. Um, definitely a regular season that we played. So, uh, you know, that I haven't, we haven't seen that much of that from uh, the secondary this year. It's something like this.
0: Right. Yeah. So we, we could definitely use the help back there. And I, you know, I'm coach O said he was, and I, Really believe him. I take him at his word. Uh, I feel like he's, now that he doesn't have this game to prepare for, uh, I'm sure he's looking at who hel- who else he can recruit. He's probably watching other games, seeing who can he, he can maybe recruit to transfer. You know, I think that's the next game because I mean, there's plenty of guys looking to transfer, uh, I imagine. You know, guys at a smaller school, which we've gotten, but also, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but um, I think Iowa, the University of Iowa had – four guys that have pretty much just, you know, opted out for the rest of the season. And they basically, they, I think they want to transfer. A lot of it was, you know, they just weren't getting playing time, which, you know uh, you know, what wo- was them? But um, I-, I think there's a lot of guys that'll probably be looking to transfer this year or after this year, who knows? Like if you can get another Joe Burrow or Jabril Cox, um, amen. I say do it. Uh, you can get a, <laughs> free safety of of the level of Jabril Cox from like a lower division go for it
2: yeah especially since the NCAA granted that like one year like no you don't have to sit out a year like you can you can transfer freely uh so it might be a big old shuffle after this season eventually wraps up
0: oh I bet um so yeah well I guess we'll look out for that uh but um anything else before we uh we head out I believe that's I it. So. Yeah, I think um, that's about
2: it. Yeah, Tiger is another week off. Sadly, um,
1: Tiger the Tigers have another week off, but Tiger does not have another week off. Let's see if Tiger Woods can defend his Masters Championship. Yeah, we were I saying know.
2: we were saying what if uh, Tiger Woods was the guest picker on College Game Day if he doesn't make the cut, so he's got nothing to do on Saturday. But that seems unlikely. <laughs> but it would still be entertaining.
0: But right. Uh, uh, yeah, it's still funny that they're going to be out there, and there's just it's going to be weird. I don't think I've ever seen a well any golf tournament really, but like the Masters, just without people there clapping. I mean, it, it's like you know when you're playing against an opposing team, you're used to the fans, or even if it's your home team, you, you know the fans kind of help. We talked about this, uh, you know, like we were wondering if just not having fans in Tiger Stadium had an effect, uh, you know, on the negative. But I'm wondering, you know, how do you think playing golf? You think playing golf at the Masters of that level with no fans? Might affect these guys at all, or do you think that I don't know would that help them? Just not having fans there. um I mean, they've been doing this; they've been playing
1: PGA tournaments like all season almost without fans. Yeah, so, they've been going. Um, pro, I feel, feel like they're kind of used to it. It hasn't been big tournaments really. Like, like I mean, they played other major. Well, what they played?
2: U.S. Open. Yeah, they already had the U.S. Open, the PGA, PGA, and the British Open. They've played. Oh, they, this is the last one. Okay, they played all. Yeah. But yeah, maybe some players kind of feed off the energy that the normal crowd can provide. Like, because golf fans can get into it like pretty hardcore. Or maybe some people like it kind of more just calm to where they can focus up. Uh, It's probably player dependent. But uh, at least, I mean, it'll be good to see the Masters in action, even if there's no um, azalea bushes blooming and whatnot.
0: True. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be weird because it's, you know, it's usually in what, March? And now they're having it in mid mid-november so it's, it's definitely gonna be colder uh it's it's been uh i think it's gonna rain today and tomorrow or tomorrow for sure maybe thursday uh but i mean that's just practice rounds I, so it'll be interesting to see what the weather's like because it could be cold i don't know cold and rainy we'll see uh but uh yeah tune in i guess we could watch that since, since lsu's not playing But whatever we end up doing, uh, let's just stay safe, stay tuned, and we will uh, talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.